if agora goes wrong you could end up being a uh, dead or like a mad person you can become a mad person because of the intensities of the sadhana hey guys welcome to the friday episode the continuation of the monday's episode back with us is rohan pathak yeah man sab yeah yeah we are back again yeah it's just like a daily call now yeah is that uh-huh. going on youtube yeah pretty interesting uh conversations i'm learning a lot you are learning a lot a lot of people are learning a lot so it's a win win Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so go. Yeah, like this is the time, right? Uh-huh. It's like it's twelve o'clock. Yeah, it's the thinking time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's go. So, uh, topic for today is uh, kind of dark. So, before we start this podcast, I just want to say that this is in no way instructional or uh, like. you should not follow what i'm going what we are going to discuss today so this episode is going to be a bit dark so please uh, watch it at your own risk yeah so the topic for today is the dark uh, as people call it the dark side of spirituality in india agora hmm? yeah so um i heard uh, like you you're reading a book right is it like a book yeah yeah it's 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 the Are book you done reading the book Yeah, I'm done uh, reading two parts of it. It's a trilogy, so I've read the first two parts, and the third part is on its way to my home via Flipkart. Yeah, what's up? What did you learn? Um, what is the book about, basically? So it's okay. So basic. I'm gonna first start with what is Agora and Aghori. Okay, no, let's let's start with the basics in spirituality of India. so it is said that there are like two sides two hands of god right so there is this uh, right hand which is yoga which is uh, said to be ashtanga which means like it has eight uh, limbs right like yam niyam sadhana all those things come under uh, yoga and that is like the slow way and um, kind of the safer way so now what aghora is it's it's basically it's called the left hand of god um it's a culture and the people who practice it are called aghoris or aghori baba so aghora is like this intense um fast way of um the quick way to get like liberation or moksha you know so yoga takes a lot of time but it has minimal risks if something is like if something goes wrong but if agora goes wrong you could end up being a uh, dead or like a mad person you can become a mad person because of the intensities of the sadhana or you could just be like stuck in the in this world for a longer time you know not be rebirth into yeah any form or not even go to the cosmos so that is quite a dangerous no, i'm hearing the term first time oh okay so yeah. so yeah coming back What to the, the book is 
yeah like okay so, okay that's the basic surface level definition right of agora so mm-hmm. um, the question is like um what is it and like where does it get practiced what are the practices so it's it's kind of um you know this dark thing which according to our societal morals we consider that as dark and it is like banaras you know banaras so that is uh, like the center or we can call it the capital of agora that and the cities around it there's a tits and bits of it in bengal also west bengal and also in assam but uh, most of it is in banaras because they mostly practice near where people get cremated right where people are burned after they are dead so this practice includes a kind of people uh, eating their own uh, feces you know excreta and uh, oh, yeah eating in a, a human skull and uh, there are certain uh, things in which they have um you know sex with uh, dead corpses so the basic idea behind that is um for you to just remember where you come from and where you are going to end up you know if you see if you eat in a skull then you're just going to be like i'm i am going to be uh, like this one day it's just flesh and blood which will be gone some day so they have uh, like pretty intense uh, dark sadhanas or practices uh, that we call it in english um so basically uh, the things that we say that meditation right meditation is way too broad uh, to be defined um for a inner self english as a language has a lot of words and descriptions for the outer world but it does not have uh, like particular words for our inner self so when you say meditation yeah. uh, there are a bunch of things that uh, come into it right right like you can do japa thapa or you can uh, like master the vertical posture sleeping so all those things come under the term meditation and um, so it's it's like we need hindi to define uh, our inner selves or basically sanskrit um okay so you are asking me about the book so coming back to the book uh the book is written by a um a person who is a doctor from some western country his name is robert suboda so he is um he was always uh, fascinated by the concept of ayurveda and indian culture so when he was exploring india he found uh, his guru by the name of vimla nanda who is an aghori uh, baba so in that book there are a lot of unbelievable like like out of this world stories but they have also explained uh, some logic to it so it seems kind of like um, pretty real so that's about it yeah but like what are the stories um let's take for example and also explain the logic behind okay the stories that they have given in the book okay so let's let's uh take one uh story in which 
okay let's take the basic the most basic uh, story by through which he became like the big guru vimlananda right so according to the book um he was doing uh, a sadhana which is called the shava sadhana so it involves uh, doing that uh, like okay there are like three things yantra tantra and mantra okay so yantra is like an object which you uh you, you put energies into like uh, the way we see in naruto right he in sage mode he just captures all the nature's energy so it's it's the same uh but we concentrate it on a certain object so that we can use it when the time comes and mantra is like the recitation that we do like right we uh, even we as normal people uh say mantras in pujas and temples and stuff and tantra is the technique through which you are going to do it so uh, he was doing a sava sadhana which was instructed by his guru that you do this and then uh, the god is going to come to you and uh, she is going to ask you for what you want and you can tell her that uh, you want this or that and she'll give it to you so and behind that also uh, according to the book um if you don't have a strong mindset and if you if your spiritual bank is not uh, filled by your past lives you cannot uh, achieve that you will die or like i said in the beginning that you are going to die or be mad because of the intensity of the you know the sadhana so in which he does the thing uh, the sava sadhana and the and god comes to uh him and he says that uh the god asks like uh the goddesses the goddess asks what do you want and he says that i want to go back to mumbai he he was basically from mumbai so i want to go back to mumbai and uh i don't want to be with my guru who forced me to do this and instantly he goes to mumbai you know like he closes his eyes and opens it and he is in his bungalow in his home uh so the logic behind that uh incident explained as is like time travel and teleportation that we see in the modern day movies you know so as as like since ages it's been a controversy that uh ancient indian mythological stories have portrayed certain uh technology that has been in existence but it was wiped out because of uh the invaders or uh stuff like that right takshashila was destroyed by alexander or some mogul uh king i don't remember but that was like the hub like what nasa is today for the world takshashila was back then so um we had all of that technology but it was destroyed so we don't have it uh, anymore so yeah so that is the logic behind it so that we as modern scientists or humans cannot explain but uh, there has been enough uh, proof about it because just imagine that there are hundreds of fake gurus right fake babas fake gurus who just exploit you for your money or for whatever the reason that they do 
and then why do people go to all these people when they know that majority of them are fake because they have that hope that some people have uh, like gotten their life changed by certain people so there is this it's it's more of a faith than a belief but um again this is this is this is not a path this is not a path for someone who like not for everyone right we cannot um like as normal humans our uh, defense system or our repulsiveness towards certain things wouldn't allow us to do uh, those kind of practices yeah so do that's you, about it uh huh okay getting into some deep topics and do you think it's the is the right way to get moksha or enlightenment there are uh, like i said there are like two ways right the left hand and the right hand so i see and it and no but like these are okay these are theories right um so hindu there's hinduism there's christianity right. everyone talking about their own ways of enlightenment right so do you believe in this first of all believe in what enlightenment as in general no the left hand the left hand the, the left hand of side like do i believe does it exist no do you believe does it work all these uh, practices that you that says it can get you quick enlightenment but do yeah. these practices yeah is very forbidden kind of yeah yeah occult right yeah yeah do you believe that can happen yes i think so i see and do you f- feel like it's the right way to um again or do you believe there's just no right or wrong over here for that uh, i'm going to tell you another theory um see we are all uh, in certain ways destined to achieve enlightenment in this life or in the future lives or in 100 lives after this right i first of all i believe in rebirth theory the most basic thing after that um, without a guru you cannot ever achieve enlightenment right Every, everyone every, even if you see vivekananda he had his guru um and every every person that you have as an example had a guru right so they might not be well known but they they were there who guided them right even to trigger some memories we need people right so so you are destined to go into this way or that way right to the left hand or right hand so the thing is if if you are brave enough to pursue the right hand you know uh, the yoga thing which takes a lot of patience and time and um, a lot of your energies and you don't know for certain uh, certainty that you are going to achieve that also there is there is a difference between a yogic uh, a yoga person and a devotee like there is a story where if you um, you know go if if there is a story of krishna and narayana you know Nara, you know narayana the narad narad muni sorry narad muni okay so yeah. so he yeah, he yeah. he claimed to be the greatest 
uh, you know, devotee of Krishna. Krishna said that, come with me, I'll show you, I'll show you something. So he went and there was a guy who was practicing yoga, right? So Krishna went to him and he was like, uh, how many more lives do I have to live uh, before, uh, you know, getting to getting to go to the cosmos and not come back and, and like get liberation from this world from the suffering so krishna was like you have to do three more births then uh, he was like i have to do three more then i won't practice it now i'll just practice it like after two more births you know so that i can just go in once and now i'll just enjoy this worldly pleasures and then they walked a little bit ahead and they met um, a devotee uh she was just uh, she was just in love with krishna you know she was just uh, singing his songs and stuff and krishna uh, and krishna went to him and she asked like how many more lives do i have to live before ending this and krishna was like um, you have to live 453 and the girl was like oh it's it's only that much i thought uh, this was never going to end so that's the difference like one is doing it for his yeah. own uh, purpose or for his own greed which is the basic thing you have to uh, you know uh, like uh, leave when you get into spirituality your own greed your own benefits and even though this devotee is not practicing any yogic things she is still yet a bit more ahead than the person who has the knowledge and the means you know so i feel it's destined whoever goes into what path so and it is said that you do not choose a guru the guru chooses you yeah so i feel that way that's pretty cool honestly mm-hmm. um I have uh, talked a lot about enlightenment. My dad talks about it a lot. Right. And he always believes in the right path. Uh-huh. I've never really heard of the left side of this thing. 